Welcome to the December 27th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 27, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would open up doors and give them favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 27, beginning in verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. And a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet your foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks 
and attend to your herds? For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed, all of the tender grass shows itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in. The lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. Friends, I have a special guest here today. Um, I know him as Thor, but I will um, let him introduce himself. And I'm just going to throw this out there before we begin. But after listening to this podcast today, I also had him on on June 14th. So if you would make note of that, and I ask that you go back and listen to that, and a lot of this will make sense because I'm not going to ask the same questions over again. But Thor, welcome back, and I'm just going to let everybody know that although this is airing on December 27th, we are actually on October 3rd. So almost three months in advance. But Thor, you have only been back at Karis for two to three weeks, and um, it's wonderful to be back with you. But we just finished Proverb 27. If you would, introduce yourself and remind people where you're from and pick out a scripture from today's proverb. Yeah, so my name is... um in Norwegian, it's Thor Anton, but uh, my classmates here love to call me Thor, and uh, and I'm good with that. So I'm from uh, I'm from Norway, from the west coast of Norway, southern part. Um, yeah, so the scripture that um, that really stood out to me today as I was going through uh, Proverbs 27 is um, 27:10b. I would say. Uh, it says, better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. And this scripture, um, especially after I received the Lord, I received baptism and the Holy Spirit, this has become more and more clear to me that I really have spiritual brothers. I mean, if you go to the Amplified version of the Bible, it says, uh, better is a neighbor who is near in spirit than a brother who is far away in hearts. And the thing is, together with the brethren that are near in spirit, you will experience family, you will experience brotherhood, you will experience fellowship, you will experience all the good things. It's where you belong. And you can actually relate this to uh, different verses in, in Proverbs 27, especially also Verse 8, it says, like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. So, I mean, that's where you belong. We, be- we have a spiritual family. Like we belong to the bride, like the ones that belong to Jesus Christ. And uh, that's where we are sharpened as Proverbs uh, 27:17 says. That's where we're sharpened. That's where... That's where we can grow and mature in Christ. So that was the word that really stood out to me. And I also want to relate that to, um, uh, if you go to John 
3, 5 to 6, it talks about uh, being born again when Nicodemus asked Jesus. And then as well, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, it talks about that bad company corrupts good character. So um, that is wonderful. It is wonderful to be a part of this family. Yeah, and it's wonderful to have the, have these neighbors near in spirit with you and fellowship with them. Well, thank you very much. You know, I'm going to piggyback off of that and go to Matthew's gospel in chapter 12. And Jesus is making it very clear here that being with one spirit means more than being in the flesh. And Jesus is talking, and his brother and sisters were out there, and someone came and told Jesus, and this is Jesus' response, Matthew chapter 12, beginning in verse 49. And he said, and he stretched his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And Thor, one of the things I've recognized here is that when you're in spirit, and that's one thing about being at Karis, is everyone here is like-minded. And what I always, you know, want to cherish about this is although we're getting great teaching four hours a day, five days a week, when I leave here, two, three, four years, whenever it is, but I think back on my days at Karis, I truly believe what really is going to have more impact is the friendships and um, relationships that we have built here because I try to look at it from a point of eternity. Thor, I'm just not going to be your friend for 20 years, 30 years, like most people in this world think about this. You know, when they get old, a lot of times you tend to forget about your friends, let them go, but we're going to be friends a hundred thousand years from now, and even longer. So what do you think about that? Actually, that scripture right there uh, from Matthew has been uh, an important scripture for me, even before I received baptism in the Holy Spirit and baptism after. Um, And it also relates me to, uh, takes me to uh, Psalm 133, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. You know, unity, it's some, that's some of the most powerful experience I've had with other people. Um, I remember, for instance, one time I was together with some relatives of mine um, here in the United States, and, uh, and then I... And I had knew th- known them for a long time. And at the same time, I met some Christian brothers and sisters in Christ um, in a church. And that actually opened my eyes. I realized that I was, I knew these sp- spiritual brothers and sisters better than my own relatives that I had known for a long, long time. And I realized that this is it. This is where I belong. This is, this is where my treasure is. This is, what I'm, this is what I need to seek. And unity is also powerful. I mean, 
when you find brothers that actually exalts the name of the Lord and they exalt the word above their own opinions, that's where I believe you found, find true brotherhood. Well, and, and that is so true. Um, Thor, I want to ask you this question. You know, here it is, October 3rd, and I know when we left Karis in May. And I remember them from the stage saying, stay in the word, stay in the word. And when you go away and you get out of this Karis bubble, which many people refer to this, and you go and go back to your normal life, meet your friends, meet this, they haven't been changed the last year as we have been changed. So tell us about what happened when you went home. How did you respond to that? And did you stay in the Word? To be honest, uh, yeah, I, I experienced Karis as, as a greenhouse. You know, it's, it's a place for growth, with, especially together with brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, what happened when I when I went back home was that I didn't I didn't find the same fellowship spiritually, and um, actually I I didn't connect with that with the church that I had when I was I, I connected like for a short time. I went to visit some of my church mem- members up north, but I stayed mainly uh, south this time uh, due to. Um, yeah, due to have a place to stay. Um, and what I realized was that this actually took me, this kind of took me away from the word and away from the life that I, that I have in the Lord. So to me, it was, it was uh, it, I experienced it as a battle to, to stay in the word and to... Uh, and to keep my focus on the word. It was really hard to concentrate. I, I remember I tried from time to time open my Bible and and uh, read scriptures, but uh, I had a hard time concentrating. And what's <laughs> so amazing is that as soon as I got back to the United States and as soon as I got back in class, something just rose up on the inside of me and I, I, I experienced home. I was back home where I belonged. And it didn't go many days after the jet lag and all of that. After some days, I realized that there is something going on on the inside. It's like, it's like the spirit really came, came back to life. And it opens up. It's kind of opened up a new, a new landscape. And I realized that this is it. This is where I belong. This is this is where I gotta. This is what I gotta gotta stick with. Yeah, in the future to come. Yeah. Well, Thor, I'm gonna sit there and and throw a curve at you again. Um, my favorite verse since I got to Karis in January is Romans eight six, and Romans eight six is so so clear, and it says, "To be carnally minded is death." but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I believe that's what you're telling me happened to you when you went back home. And I'm going to say this. Most people cannot relate to how we are living our lives right now 
certainly your family cannot, your friends that live away, because they, even if they go to church, they are only experiencing the love of God an hour, maybe two, maybe three a week. And here we are totally engulfed in the Word of God. We are hearing it for 20 hours a week, but a lot of our conversations outside of class are still focused on the goodness of God, hearing scriptures. We often go to conferences. We do things besides the 20 hours a week. And we have that ability. We understand what it's like to live in the Spirit. So I'm sure you experienced that that at home, but now that you realize if you get out of this environment, how do you prepare next time so this doesn't happen again? You know, in in John 14, it says that uh, the kingdom of heaven uh, experienced violence and then that the violence take it by force. So I realized that next time I I really need to I really need to bond up more close and value um, brothers in Christ more than opportunities for for a, uh, a luxury living or or a pleasant living more than work more than money more than pleasures of life. To seek help, both for me to help be a help and to be a part of the body I'm called to be a part of, but as well as well as being encouraged and being sharpened by my brothers and being encouraged to stay on track with with the race that is set before us. All right, time for another scripture. Okay, in First John. Chapter 1, verse 2. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Thor, please speak about those verses and how those important those verses are to you. Wow. So, this actually takes me back to uh, the armed forces. I, I had a career, and on the outside, everything was perfect. Everything was going my way. Uh, people saw me as the career lion, you know. Um, I had good salaries and and uh, good position, but then on the inside, I was so empty. There was nothing there, nothing. I, there were no brothers in Christ where I was working. Um, and I realized that even though I'm rich on the outside with property and money and cars, I'm, I'm more poor than I've ever been on the inside. 
And even this summer, as I, I came home, um, I felt the calling to go out, to go somewhere. I mean, it could have been anywhere to go to a conference in Europe or, or go to people I know in, in Africa just to, just to serve the body, just to be a help. But um, to be honest, I don't know if my fate was at, in the proper place with the situation I were, were in economy-wise. So what I'm saying is that the pleasures of this world may look attractive and may seem attractive, but in the end, there's emptiness. If you seek them, it's completely empty. So a life without the Lord, a life outside of the body is to me actually not worth living. It's, it's not life. It's not life in abundance. The life in abundance is found in the word with the Lord, like the fellowship with the Lord, a relationship with the Lord, and then also relationship with the body and the part of the body that you are specific, specifically called to. And I don't think this is very complicated. I think it's very simple. The Lord will direct you in the path for you to choose and which way you should, uh, should choose. And he will show you what part of the body you are called to. And even though there might, might not be pleasures or money there, I can assure you that going on that path will bring life and peace. Not necessarily freedom from challenges, but life and peace in abundance. Okay. I always like giving a scripture verse, and I'm going to go back to the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 19. Beginning in verse 16, listen to what Matthew has to say. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all of these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? And listen to what Jesus said here. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had many possessions. Thor, what you have basically told us is this parable. You had a good job. You had riches. You had it all compared to what this world calls it all. Jesus said, come, follow me. We are getting ready to get into the crux of second year, and one of the requirements of second year is going on a mission trip. Thor, tell me, how are you planning on preparing for that and how important do you think your trip to Nashville, Tennessee is going to be for your future? So, how am I going to prepare for that? Um, 
what I've realized in my life is that for me, um, life begins with fellowshipping with the Lord, actually fellowshipping with the Spirit, and then being together with brothers and sisters in Christ that, that have the same desire. So for me, I, I believe actually spending more time Spending time, actually, even even as I do daily life, just spending time, like speaking in tongues, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And then also, if I have the opportunity to um, get to know, get to know some of the brothers in Christ that are joining over to Nashville to uh, to to encourage each other, to prepare our hearts for for what's coming. Um, so that's that's the way I uh, that's the way I would prepare for it. Um, further, I believe I believe that mission trip will re- I believe it will open my eyes to what's yeah what I can be a part of in the future. I mean, last year after a year at Carries at this greenhouse at Carries. I could hear the voice of the Lord um, more clearly than I've ever heard Him, and uh, ministry and ministering to other people on the street, for instance, became so, became so much more simple than I've ever experienced before. Because uh, it says, "My sheep hear My voice," and when you hear His voice, and you, for instance, have a word of knowledge to to people out there, it really it really touches them. So I can't imagine how it will be coming as a group from Keris, going out together, ministering and operating in the Holy Spirit with words of knowledge, words of wisdom, bringing healing to people. I can't imagine how this can affect and touch a society like, for instance, Nashville. So, so I'm excited. Wow, that's so good. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out another scripture for you in the, in the Gospel of John, chapter four, verse thirty-two. But he said to them, "We're talking about Jesus." He says, "I have food to eat, of which you do not know." Therefore, the disciples said to one another, "Has anyone brought him anything to eat?" Jesus said to them, "My food is to do the will of him." who sent me, and to finish his work. Thor, what that means to me is that the importance of reading Scripture is more important than eating regular food. And I've mentioned this on a number of my podcasts, but I believe reading Scripture is every bit as important as eating nourishment from regular food. How important do you feel reading scripture leading up to this mission trip is to you? Actually, for me, reading scripture is a way of fellowshipping um, with the Father, fellowshipping with our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So, for me, it's very important. Um, Without... Without scripture and without truth, I mean, 
I mean, scripture is actually Jesus in words. It's, it's amazing because Jesus says like how, asks like, how can you, he talks about how to abide in him. And it says, abide in my word. So actually, I believe abiding in the word is actually, is actually fellowshipping with the father. It's actually, it's actually eating and taking in what he has given us. And I believe also that the word is, it's spirit and it's life, you know, the word is spirit and in life. And it, and then in Tim, Timothy, it talks about it being shar- sharper than any two edged sword. So the word is, so to speak, Jesus himself speaking to us. So, um, so for me, the word is, it's a part of my journey. For instance, I want to um, add that this morning, before I had breakfast, I just experienced a hunger, just a hunger for the word. I, I was reading um, the Proverbs for today. And I just realized, wow, this is food. This is f- nourishment for my soul. I, to be honest, this summer I didn't experience it the same way. But this morning, in particular, it was it was just nourishment. And I didn't spend too much time. I spent maybe like fifteen minutes just meditating on that chapter of Proverbs. And I realized that this is the Lord speaking to me. This is my Father, my spiritual Father, speaking to me my king speaking to me and it's life it's what it's what's needed for my it's what needed for life yeah well thank you i feel you've just made a plug for why you should listen to my podcast on a daily basis um i truly believe that proverbs is the instruction manual of life and i truly believe thor that if you read that one chapter of proverb every day and I have always believed this, you will get one nugget, at least, brand new, that you've never heard before. And audience, whoever I'm speaking to, listen carefully to this. What I'm saying is, you are either drawing closer to God, or you're farther, getting further and further away from God. And that's why I can sit there and say, if you read that proverb, the first chapter on the first of every month, month after month, year after year, how can you tell me you're going to read something new and hear it for the first time? Friends, that's how we are. That is how our entire spiritual journey is, is we hear it and we draw closer and closer and closer to God And a good example of that is by proverb, reading it every day. And my promise to you is you will learn something new every single day you read it. Thor, our time has run out. I would like to just ask you one more question. If you could talk to anyone today, right now, about someone who doesn't know the Lord, what would you encourage them with today? I would really encourage them that there is so much more to life. There is so much more to life than 
earthly pleasures and luck, the luxuries of this world. Uh, to me, after after I, especially after I received baptism in the Holy Spirit, it was like a world opened to me. I, I realized, like I I have family. I have I belong to a bigger picture. I'm I'm a part of something that's so much greater than myself. And to me, it has brought so much light and peace. Light and peace. And um, to me, especially to me, like light really ministers to me. So I have some experience where I experienced like life was just pure black. It was, I felt like I was locked inside um, a dark jail or like with concrete around me all around. And it was just dark. And then, and then as soon as I realized that Jesus Christ is the light and I started following that light, like even physically, like moving to another place where I saw light, where I saw light in people and life and light in, in companions. Life became so much brighter. It's, it, it starts small, but it says uh, in Proverbs 4 uh, that the, the light of the uh, righteous becomes brighter and brighter until the full light of day. So Jesus is the only way. And as soon as you receive him into your life, and as soon as you start this journey, you will see your life going from darkness to a brighter and brighter and brighter life with peace and comfort and consolation and all good things that comes with it. Well, Thor, I I couldn't have said that any better, but I will just say this. Guys, when you repeat this prayer, everything doesn't automatically change. Exactly. Now, your spirit will be totally changed, and the spirit, once you receive Jesus, is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. You're going to be 100% like Jesus in one-third of your life. Your body's not going to change. You're still going to be the same age you were. You're still going to be the same weight you were. You're still going to have blemishes on your face and things you might not want to see in the mirror. But the one that really has to change is the one that we call the soul, and that is your mind, will, and emotions. And those will take a period of time But I'm here to tell you guys in advance, be patient with yourself. Allow God to work in you. And right now, I'm going to give anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Friends, if there's anyone listening and you have never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and dying on a cross for me. Even though you never sinned, you were willing to die for anyone listening to this podcast today. If that is you, say this. Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Friends, if anyone repeated that prayer, please send me a quick email, billkelly0807 at protonmail.com.
www.thepeopleofgod.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you, Thor, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I promise I'll have you back on before the end of second year. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.